Tell them, I'm glad that you're here today. Ayan, praise the Lord. <laughs> amen and amen. So, how many days to go before Christmas? 45? <laughs> Anong Christmas ba yan? <laughs> Ibang bansa ba na Christmas? Sasabihin na naman, racist ako. <laughs> anyway, I think it's 91. I think it's 91. Maybe 92, depende kung ano yung binibilang natin. So, uh, I hope that you're... Uh, Uh, kahit pa paano, no? Preparing na for Christmas because traffic is there. All the... Kami, no? Well, for us personally, well, me lang pala, I already bought some gifts, no? Hindi pa alam ni Anna, pero I did. So, for some people. Not for her, for some other people. <laughs> not yet for her. But anyway, let's get on with the message of the Lord today. Ayan. But let me just say, last week, Pastor Albert shared... Uh, about, well, the names of God, uh, Jireh, or the Jehovah Jireh, from desperate situation to a miraculous provision. He shared that God's promise to provide is not determined by our circumstances, but by His character and will. No? Walang makakapigil kay Lord. Number two, God's power to provide is not limited by person, time, or place. Anywhere, anytime, God can provide for your need. And finally, God's method to provide cannot be put in a box. And I, lo I love it when he included there, go ahead and, I uh, sorry, let God surprise you. Ayan, no? So see, God, he, he really surprises us with the way that he blesses, the way that he provides, the way that he shows himself faithful to us. Amen? Amen. Ayan. So today... We will continue the series, The Names of God, and today we're going to talk about Jehovah or Yahweh Rapha. You know, Jehovah Rapha, the healer of all diseases. Can you say all? Ayan, all diseases. You know, as we read scripture, we see that God has many names. Diba? As we have read it, if we continue to read it, we'll find it there. Each name describes a particular aspect of his character. You know, it depends on the situation. It depends on the people that he is revealing himself to. Jehovah Rapha is one of God's many names in the Bible. Diba? Normally, when we are sick, yun lagi sinasabi, Jehovah Rapha. Diba? Rapha, he heals. And in Hebrew, Rapha means to heal. So Jehovah Rapha means the Lord who heals. So today... We're gonna take a look at this word or this name of God and try to dig deeper, a little bit deeper, and find out how it applies in our own lives. So it was first mentioned in Exodus 15, but before we go there, let me just give a little background, just a little bit. No, can you say background? Okay, if you can speak Tagalog, say maiksi lang yan, pastor. Ayan, wala next, well, nobody can speak Tagalog here. Oh, praise the Lord. Okay. So, a little background. You see, God had just delivered the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. This is the story leading to when God said, I am the God who heals. So, He just delivered Israel from slavery in Egypt, sent the ten plagues, you know. Moses said, let my people go. Pharaoh said, no. Okay, here you go. So he finally decided, oh, the Pharaoh decided, oh, we cannot take this any longer. So he let them go. So they were set free. But after a while, the Pharaoh decided, I think I made a mistake. 
I think I need to get them back, you know. Form my army, get my best chariots, and then, you know, follow them and get them. But God saved them, again, the Israelites saved them from Pharaoh and his army. You know, confused them, did something with their chariots, and then finally, you know, consumed them with uh, the Red Sea. And then, of course, God helped them cross the Red Sea on dry land. Now, because of all these things, especially the last one, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in Him and in Moses, His servant. This was probably one of those times that the Israelites were really, really trusting the Lord. They were really glad that they knew God. This was probably one of those times wherein they thought of Moses. Oh, wow. Ang guapo ni Moses, talagang deserving to be our leader, our deliverer, you know, because he was there. God used him and God delivered us through him. And then Moses, Miriam, and the Israelites sang their praises to God. That's a natural response, diba? After being saved, being delivered, being protected, they, they, they celebrated, they were spiritually high, they were worshiping, thanking God. And so on. Now, this brings us to Exodus 15, verses 22 to 27. So, I'll be reading part by part or bit by bit. In verse 22, it says, Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, where God delivered them, again, you know, from Pharaoh. And they went into the desert of Shur. Shur na Shur, na mainit doon. Moses led them... If you think about it, diba? Moses led them to an unusual route because it was actually out of the usual trading routes. Yung trading routes kasi, it's, it's the shortest way to go to where the, their destination, the promised land. But for some reason, they, they went here. Maybe it was Moses thinking, oh, this is just for practical reasons. So maybe Pharaoh still has more army who will follow us. So maybe we'll just go another way so they won't find us. Or maybe God brought them there. So for three days, they traveled the desert, in the desert, without finding water. Three days. And that journey was about 53 kilometers. So if you can imagine, if you're from here, ano, if you're walking from Makati to Kalamba, Laguna, lagpas pa ng konti, that was the distance. That was the distance. No? Walking without water. Without water. Can you imagine going through something like that? No water. There's no milk tea that you can buy. No pick-up coffee. No McDonald's. No 7-Eleven. Uncle John's, lahat na na pinupuntahan nyo. If you're medyo social, this is Starbucks or Tim Hortons. There's nothing. Nothing. And the rule of thumb is, the maximum time that a human body can go without water is how many days? Three days, diba? After that, your organs will shut down and you will die. So, in this predicament, they could have easily, easily forgotten the victory that they had with God, the way God delivered them, the way God rescued them from Pharaoh and his army, the way God helped them cross the Red Sea. They could have easily forgotten all those things when they were thirsty and they were feeling that they probably felt that they were about to die. And they were thinking, what? What's with this Moses? You know, it in in uh, then finally 
Diba? Parang ano to eh, no? Parang, oh, parang false hope. Then finally, they came upon a place with water. What good news? In verse 23, it says, When they came to Mara, they could not drink its water because it was bitter. Can you, can you say this with me? Don't be bitter. Look at the person beside you. Ayan. Now, they're not bitter. Just, just a reminder for us. Don't be, be, don't be bitter. That is why the place is called Mara. What a, what a twist in their story. They were thirsty. There's no water for three days. They finally found water. And the water that they found was undrinkable. Parang, ah. Oh. You know, I remember we had this uh, uh, experience, you know. This is not about water or any drink. But we were looking for a specific food. I don't know if you know the, this type of dish. Uh, but it's called uh, taro puff, you know. Do you know taro puff, you know? I, I love Chinese food. Josie, I love Chinese food. I am not. <laughs> we were looking for taro puff, specifically from a restaurant called Causeway, you know, that restaurant, Chinese restaurant. Um, so we went to one of their branches in, I think, in Timog, Quezon City. So we, we parked there, we sat uh, on the table, I mean, around the table, and then ordered, and then the waiter told us, oh, sorry, sir, out of stock na. So we were like thinking, should we stay? Should we go? Now let's go. Let's look for another one because there, there was another branch nearby in Banawe. So we went there, you know, found our parking, found our table, went to the way and, and talked to the waiter and, and, and asked, oh, we want three orders of taropa. By the way, it wasn't just me, no, or, or Anna. We were, we were several people there. And so, and then the waiter told us, Sorry, sir, out of stock now. Oh, it was like our disappointment. We were like, we, we had this hope of getting and eating and tasting it. And, and then it was still not uh, satisfied, you know, our hunger. I mean, for us, it was just simple food. But for these people, the Israelites, it was about life and death. They had no water to drink. The water that was found was undrinkable. undrinkable. Some Bible scholars believe that the water may have been similar to the Dead Sea. You know, like sobrang salty, too much salt content that when you drink it, it actually tastes, uh, bitter na siya yung taste niya. And uh, so you cannot, they cannot drink it. So what was the reaction of the people? Verse 24, so the people grumbled against Moses saying, what are we to drink? No? Sa Tagalog, earlier, no? Ano iinumin namin? You know, and I, I don't believe that they said it with such, you know, they were politically correct and they were smiling. Moses, what are we to drink? <laughs> no. I believe they were angry, they were furious, and they were ready to die, or sorry, they were ready to kill to get something to drink. So, see Moses, from being revered by the people, from all of a sudden, you know, the people became his haters and bashers. All his social media accounts were filled with comments. Oh, Moses, uh, not a good man, not a good leader, leading us to our death. You know, from the people singing and carrying him on their shoulders. For he's a jolly good fellow, for he's a jolly good fellow too. Let me be the one to break it up. You know? no, joke lang yun, they didn't sing that. But... I'm sure their feelings were, well, more than that. They were angry. We're about to die. What are you going to do? What are we going to do? Verse 25, then Moses cried out to the Lord. 
And the Lord showed him a piece of wood. He threw it into the water, and the water became fit to drink. Now, I was wondering, I'm thinking about it, what type of wood was that? I was trying to research, maybe we can find it. Maybe you can use it here. Maybe you can sell it online, you know? If we had that today, we wouldn't, we wouldn't worry about buying water again. But whatever wood that was, again, this was a mighty miracle of God in their behalf. And then let's continue to read. Then the Lord issued a ruling, an instruction for them, and put them to the test. He said, if you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in His eyes, if you pay attention to His commands and keep all His decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians. And this is something that's really still fresh in their minds. They witnessed it. They were spared from the, from the plagues, the diseases that God brought on the Egyptians. And then God says, For I am the Lord who heals you. Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord who heals you. Now we can see here that God tested them. God tested them. He already knew what was in their hearts, but He needed the people to see for themselves what was in their hearts? You know, what was in their hearts? Were they just trusting the Lord because God has provided? God helped them, delivered them? What happens when things are not going well? Will they still worship? Will, will they still sing the praises that they sang before? Will they still believe in God? You see, difficulties never test the faithfulness of God, but they test the faith of His people. God never changes. He doesn't change. He is the same yesterday and forever. He is faithful. He is good. He is mighty. He is strong. He never changes even if the circumstance changes. But for us, it's a test for us. And this was the ruling and instruction. And it has to do with obedience. Can you say obedience? Obedience. Listen carefully, he said. Listen carefully to God. Do what is right in His eyes. Pay attention to His commands and keep all His decrees. Do all the things that God says. And, and His promise, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought to the Egyptians. Now let me just fast forward a little bit. Just a little bit of the story. Obviously, the, the tablet, you know, the stone tablets, the law was not yet given to them because I think during that time, Apple was still working on the tablets. So, it was not yet given. <laughs> so, anyway, just fast forward a little bit. If we take a look at the law that God gave them, all 613, or at least, yeah, most of it, diba? the 613 laws that were given to the Israelites, a lot of them that God gave to the, to the people of Israel had a direct impact on their hygiene and their health. Diba? It's not all about just how to worship, how to sacrifice, how to do all these things. Of course, those are all part of that and very important. But it also includes practical things. You know, things like circumcision, quarantine, they already had that. Washing in running water for 20 seconds while singing happy birthday. And eating kosher, meaning according to Jewish law, Food made real medical difference in keeping Israel free from disease. 
You know, when I think about it, siguro kaya sinabi ni God, all the fat belongs to me. Kasi when you eat, when you eat fat, you know, it, it, it destroys your body. And Lord, I repent. <laughs> diba? Practical things eh. When we take a look at, when we take a, take a look at Leviticus, practical things talaga. And we can say that the word of God is practical. So even just by obeying for them, just by obeying the law that God gave them, it already gives them good health. It already brings healing upon them. Excuse <coughs> me. So obedience to God in itself already brings good health to us. Add to that God's promise to prevent the diseases uh, that was brought to the Egyptians as they obey as they obey God and his word. As you <coughs> excuse me, as God gave them this instruction, he introduced himself as Jehovah Rapha, you know, Jehovah Rapha. As stated earlier, Jehovah or Rapha was first mentioned here, which means the Lord who heals. The Lord who heals. Thank you, po. Binibigyan niyo akong tissue, baka maiyak na naman ba ako. Mamaya pa po ako iyak. Thank you, po. The Lord who heals. Now, this is not limited to physical healing. Like what what is the normal, you know, uh, parang remembrance of people with, re- with regards to Rafa. Like the Lord heals my illnesses, my physical, my physical uh, diseases. It's part of that. But this word, the word Rafa also means to restore, to make whole, to properly mend by stitching, and to repair. To repair. Lahat yon, it means, uh, Rafa means all those things. Now I remember there was this, uh, there was this guy who documented some Filipino fishermen. When they went to, they went out to sea to catch fish, fish obviously. And I remember watching that video and there were several men and they had all different responsibilities. Some were divers, some were, pre- you know, preparing the net. Somewhere, uh, the one throwing the bait on the ocean. Some, of course, the captain was driving the, the or steering the, the ship. But there was this one guy whose responsibility was just to stitch the broken nets. Like eh, before they threw, before they cast the nets, he was there. He was preparing it, making sure that there are no holes, so that they can catch everything that they need to catch. And it's like that. When we say that God restores, when He mends, when He, when He stitches, He makes us usable again, or makes us to be to serve our purpose in Him and even in this life. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, God's healing involves the whole person, not just the physical aspect. Even in the first time that it was mentioned, diba? when God mentioned that I am the God who heals. He didn't heal any sickness yet, but he healed the water to make it drinkable to the Israelites. He healed it. He healed it to make it drinkable, to serve its purpose, to give life, to save the lives of the Israelites from thirst and dehydration. You see, the word Rafa is used about 67 times in the Old Testament. Though it often refers to, to physical healing, it, it usually has a larger meaning as well, involving 
the entire person. Now, let's take a look at some of the verses in both the Old and New Testament where it says that God heals or, or something um, to that effect. In Psalm 103, verses 2 and 3, it says, Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Here, King David declares that not only God that God does not only heal us from physical ailments, but even for spiritual ailments as well. If you take a look at the life of King David, a lot of things that he did, of course, they were good. But also, there were several things that he did that were, that were bad. He sinned against the Lord. He, he sinned against his na- the nation of Israel. He sinned against Bathsheba and a lot of things and committed murder. And he needed the forgiveness of God. And even when he declared this, he is saying that the healing that God brings or gives is also spiritual. Can you say spiritual? In Psalm 147 verse 3, it says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. You know, I like it in the Tagalog version. Ang sabi doon, ang pusong wasak. Sino ba dito ang pusong, nagkaroon na ng pusong wasak? None. Oh, praise the Lord. Ako lang po yun. I remember that time. That was a long time ago. But God brought healing into my broken heart when He brought me my lovely wife. She's not yet here, so but my mother-in-law is here. So, hello po. She will testify. <laughs> testify. <laughs> what does it say? That God heals even our emotional wounds. If you have been wounded by a relationship, a family member, an ex, boyfriend, girlfriend, a spouse, your children, your parents, whoever, God heals even those emotional wounds. Alam mo, it, it's very mabigat yun eh, no? Yung emotional wounds. Sometimes even tougher than the, the physical wounds that we get. Because the physical wounds, you can cure, you can put medicine, but sometimes the emotional wounds that we get from the people in our lives, especially those we love and those we trust, it, it, it doesn't only put a scar, but it affects us. It affects how we trust people, how we relate to that specific person, how we relate to other people, and even how we relate to God. But the good news is, even if we have been wounded emotionally, God can heal you. Amen po ba? Amen. Isaiah 30 verse 26. The moon will shine like the sun and the sunlight will be seven times brighter like the light of seven full days when the Lord binds up the bruises of His people and heals the wounds He inflicted. Now, parang sabihin natin, oh, God inflicts the wounds para. But really, it's because the Israelites brought it upon themselves when they rebelled against God, when they turned their backs on Him, and they refused to repent. And so the judgment, the wrath of God came upon them. But here, you know, Jeremiah, as Israel just turned their backs on God, and now they were facing the, the siege of the, the foreign armies that will attack them and take them captive. But here it says that God heals and restore. There was a promise of what God is able to do. In Jeremiah 30 verse 17 it says, "But I will restore you to health and heal, <coughs> excuse me, and heal your wounds," declares the Lord, "because you are called an outcast, Zion for whom no one cares." 
after Jeremiah witnesses the destruction of Jerusalem, diba? as the Babylonians attacked them and destroyed them, and watch his friends, loved ones, family members taken into captivity to be exiled into Babylon and different places, God reminds him, while all these things were happening, he was not in a good situation. All these bad things were happening because as the punishment or the consequence of their sin, God reminds him that he will restore Israel. He will mend their wounds and bring them back home. In Jeremiah 33, verses 6 to 8, Nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. Now, uh, this passage or these next verses, ano, it, it really describes what Rafa means. The completeness of it. I will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. I will bring Judah and Israel back from captivity. I will rebuild them as they were before. I will cleanse them from all the sin they have committed against me and will forgive all their sins of rebellion against me. God, the Lord who heals, Jehovah Rapha. God's healing here brings peace, security. It brings them back from captivity, sets them free again. Being rebuilt, being cleansed of sin and forgiven. Now, if that is not healing, I don't know what is. You know, it's, it's more than just the healing of physical ailment. But we see that God heals many diseases, all diseases beyond the physical. He heals spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and even relationally. Now, let's take a look at the New Testament. What are some of the verses that refers to God as the healer in the New Testament. There is one person, and his name is Jesus. Jesus was the revelation and expression of the God who heals, the one who restores, the one who makes whole and fixes broken things. Jesus is known as the great physician. As it says in Mark chapter 2, verse 17, it says, on hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous but sinners. Obviously talking about spiritual healing and not physical healing. And then Jesus reads the scroll from the prophet Isaiah in Luke 4, 18-19 where he says, The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me. To proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. To proclaim freedom for the captives. And release from darkness for the prisoners. Quoting Isaiah 61 verse 1. And he actually tells them, This day, this has been fulfilled. You have seen all these things. And that is me, Jesus was saying. Matthew confirmed this in Matthew 8.17. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took our infirmities and bore our diseases. If we read Isaiah 53, 5, it says, But he, Jesus, 
was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on Him. And our favorite verse, by His wounds, we are healed. Again, it goes beyond physical healing. But He heals us spiritually and even in the other areas of life. If we take a look quickly at Jesus' ministry, it's filled with healings. Diba? He healed a paralyzed man, a leper, two blind men, two men possessed of demons, ten lepers, a man born blind, Peter's mother-in-law, the woman who had been bleeding for 12 years, and many more. He had lots of physical healing. He raised the dead to life, Lazarus, a widow's son, a little girl, and lahat yung mga verses. And Jesus forgave sins and healed spiritually. He healed completely. Not just the ailments. I mean, it's, it's more than those things. Jesus' healing embodied the qualities of Jehovah Rapha, which gave the Israelite which uh, gave the Israelites in the Old Testament the healing. Healing from physical ailment as well as spiritual healing through forgiveness. Jesus has done it and He still does today. Now let me just share quickly three things to remember or our key takeaways about Jehovah Rapha. Number one, God heals physically, emotionally, mentally, relationally, and spiritually, which is the obvious one, which I have been saying over and over again. When we think of God as healer, think of Him, think of it as a complete package. You have everything there that He wants to heal. Now, I don't know if you're, you're a car person. I'm not a car person, really. But really, when, when we do tune-ups, diba, merong mga change oil, change of spark plugs, yung mga oil filter. But think about, think of when, when God heals, when Jesus heals, it's everything. Every single area. Everything that's not functioning well. Everything that's not functioning right. Relationships. Relationship with God. Relationship with people. It may be emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and even physically. God heals. He heals in all those areas of our lives. Number two, obedience to God is part of our healing. It is part of our healing. Why? Because obedience demonstrates our love for God. Diba? If you love me, you will obey my commands. Diba? And it demonstrates our trust in Him. And what does love and trust say? It means that we have a relationship with Him. Can you say relationship? Diba? If you don't know somebody, you can't just love them and trust them, right? For example, if you're walking there outside and you see a stranger and you tell them, I love you, what will they say? Get away from me. <laughs> go, back, go back inside that church, you know? Or if you're carrying your cell phone outside, do you just give it to somebody? Can you hold this for a moment? I'm just going to go to the CR inside this building. Of course not. You don't trust the person because you don't know the person. So obeying God, loving Him, trusting Him says that we have a relationship with Him. And it is connected with the healing that God brings us. And finally, the last one, God still heals today. I think this is very important for us 
to remember. God still heals today. It did not stop with God dealing with the Israelites in the Old Testament. Ayun na yun, hanggang dun lang. You know, God brought healing, He restored, He mends, whatever. You know, it doesn't stop in the Old Testament. It did, it did not stop with Jesus' miracles in the New Testament. It did not. It did not stop with the apostles, the disciples, and the believers in the early church. Oh, those were the only times that, you know, that God healed. But today, you know, there's something else. No, God still heals today. And He wants to heal you today. Again, beyond the physical sickness. As we end, let me read the last verse of our main text. There's one more verse. eh? In verse 27, after God talked to them, introduces Himself as the God who heals. Verse 27 says, Then they came to Elim, where there were 12 springs and 70 palm trees. And they camped there near the water. No? 12 springs, 70 palm trees. That's a lot. I mean, I, I'm, there were a lot of people there. But they probably took turn in drinking water and fetching water. But the, the water there was drinkable, apparently. So, if you compare Elim to Mara, where they were, the undrinkable water before God healed it. Compared to Mara, this was a place of plenty. You know, they can relax, they can rest. And they didn't need to worry about running out of water to drink, you know, for their survival. But if we take a look at it and try to think about it, God revealed Himself to them as a healer when their need was dire when they were about to die because of thirst and dehydration now God reveals himself to us in those times of need as well you know sometimes we just don't see nor hear him but he's there because sometimes when we are overwhelmed with whatever we're carrying whatever we're, we're going through we, we feel like, oh, I'm, I'm going through this alone. I have to deal with this by myself. I have to fix my problem. I have to solve my problem. I have to do this. Because there was no one else. But remember that God reveals Himself. He revealed Himself to them when they were in need. Even in last week's message, when He revealed Himself as Jehovah Jireh, there was a need. And he, he met that need. He met that need. God wants to reveal Himself to you in your darkest and lowest moment. Particularly as a healer, as a restorer, a mender, a repairer. Sometimes we are the ones putting God in, in this box. You know, by the things that we believe, the things that we think about. Or we, some people will say, oh, He doesn't heal anymore. He doesn't, there are, no, there are no more miracles. Or He doesn't care about me. Or my situation. Or my situation is impossible, you know. I'm the only one who can help myself. But let me tell you today, even for those joining us online, 
God can and God wants to help you. He does. You may, you may say it's impossible, but alam ko ang cheesy nito eh, pero when, when I, I wrote it down, it just, it hits the spot. You may say it's impossible, but God is saying, I am possible. Whatever your circumstance, whatever burden, whatever problem, He is possible. He cares about you. He cares. And there are still miracles. God has been doing miracles ever since and even up to today. Sometimes we just don't recognize it. Sometimes we just, you know, we, we brush it off as coincidence, accidental, or maybe somebody else did it or I did it because of my, my brilliance. But God still does miracles. He works out His miracles. He still heals today. He heals. He wants to heal you. He wants to heal you spiritually. He wants to heal your relationships, your family. He wants to heal your emotional wounds that you have been carrying for 5 years, for 10 years, for 20 years. Maybe you have gone old. 50 years you've been carrying that emotional wound and I believe that God is saying today, I want to heal you. Even that mental mental health problem that you may be going through and even physically maybe you're sick maybe the doctors gave you the bad news you have certain days or years to live God wants to heal you God heals and He wants to heal you would you come to Him right now would you come to Him for healing as we sing, as the worship team leads us in this song, if you are here and you know in your heart that you need that healing from the Lord in whatever area in your life, I would like to make that invitation for you to come here in front and we will pray for you. Our leaders, our pastors, our workers will pray with you declaring, believing that the God who healed in the Old Testament, Jesus who healed in the New Testament and even in the, the new believers still heals today and He will heal you. So as, we, as they sing this song, as we sing this song with them, as I invite you to please stand. And if that is you, you need that prayer of healing, restoration, that repair, that mending, you need to be made whole by God today. Would you come here in front as we sing this song?
time. This is your moment to allow God to bring that healing in your life. For the rest of us, just worship the Lord. And if the Lord speaks to you, tells you to come in front, come here. Come here. Don't be ashamed. from the Lord today would you still come as I dismiss but for those who are still praying just continue to pray hallelujah thank you Jesus Father we thank you for 
your presence in this place. I thank you, God, for your word that reminds us, that tells us, you are the God who heals all of our diseases. In whatever it may be, spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, relational, God, you heal and you restore. And so, Father, I pray that you continue to to minister to us, continue to minister to your people, even as, as we go home, even as we go to work tomorrow, even as we do our errands and the things that we need to do for the week, God, may you, may you speak to us and may we open our hearts and lives to you and allow you, God, to heal us. Thank you, Lord. Father, I, I speak blessings upon your people. I speak strength. I speak grace. I speak, Lord, opportunities, Lord God, and favor in those opportunities, Lord. Opportunity to witness and to share the gospel. Opportunity to testify of your healing power, of your love, of your grace, of your mercy, of your presence, of the comfort and strength that you provide. And I pray that wherever you bring us, wherever we will go this week, bring us across, you know, bring across our path or bring us across the path of people who need you, who need the Jehovah Rapha, who needs the healing in their lives, in their relationships, in their bodies, in their minds, in their, with their emotions, God, in their spiritual lives, Lord. Lord, bring us to them and use us to minister to them. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We honor you and we bless you, God. In Jesus' name we pray and all of God's people say, Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord our best clap offering today. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Now, thank you for coming this morning. Have a wonderful Sunday and have a wonderful week. For our first-timers and guests, please drop by room 102 and we will pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Shout Jesus from the mountains.